The AFC East Preview Special with Grant Party is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. And, oh, oodle lolly, we are going to give out some winners here today. So I hope you guys have your checkbook handy. I don't know if anybody has a checkbook anymore. But oh yeah, you got, get your Bitcoin ready. Get that Ethereum cranking. <laughs> get ready to make that deposit over at mybookie.ag and get in on this year's action. I am joined by Grant Pardee, Super Bills fan. Grant, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Oh. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a weird beginning to August for football. For looking forward to football yeah. for me. Yeah, dude. Like having this level of optimism, it's been it's been a while, huh? There's that, but I'm actually less enthused for football and for my Bills than than I should be because lately the Bills headlines are Cole Beasley being an anti-vaxxer, yeah. and then now just today <laughs> the owners are doing this little dance of of doing the threatening to move the team thing. Uh, so they're 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 saying, oh, you know, we might move to Austin. Who knows? We could do it. We could, which they're not going to, but they're they're trying to, uh, you know, they're trying to get, get public the money for the stadium. Yep. That's right, exactly. They want they don't want to pay a dime for their own stadium. They don't necessarily need a new. St- I mean, a lot of people say they do need a new stadium. In my personal opinion, it's fine. Uh, you know, it, it, a lot of it comes down to if they want to add a roof uh, or something. But you know, I'm 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 when I was thinking about, you know, coming on and talking about the AFC East and the Bills with you, I'm starting to get a little more excited. Yeah, dude, it's it's just that time of year, man. Like, I gotta say, I had fun. I did the Mike Holmes uh, with we did a Big Ten preview earlier and. That's a lot of fun. I love college football, but college football is so hard. I mean, dude, there's so many teams, and it's like I don't know all the players and all these teams. No one, only Colby Dant does. That's the only person I know that can name like every backup quarterback in the country. And I, I gotta say, like, uh, I, I really like the AFC East this year. I think it's a fun division. Um, I think people are a little too high on a couple teams. I think people might be sleeping on a team. Here and we'll mm. get into that right now. Um, okay. I have uh, the odds to win the division for each team, odds to win the AFC, odds to win the Super Bowl, and then their win totals. So let's get right into it with the projected bottom feeder of the division. I think that's pretty much consensus to be a bottom feeder for everybody in this division. Like, uh, I don't see many variations where they finish high, that they don't finish fourth as uh, the New York Jets. Of course, uh, sure. they are uh, a trash, a trash fire from hell this season. And I, I want to, I want to say one know, thing real quick though. We got to remember there's a 17 game season this year. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, there's gonna there's a week 18. Yeah. The last game of the season that the Bills and the Jets play in Buffalo. Ooh. So they're the they they close out the season with each other, and you know it's. It's uh, probably, I mean, hopefully the way the season goes, it's going to be, that'll be a game where the Bills are resting their starters. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Jets will. are always surprising. And, you know, what's your take on Zach Wilson? Well, actually, I was going to say, like, I like him to win Rookie of the Year this year. I already have a bet in on, okay. him on that at plus 725. So it's a little over 7-1 to one odds. But just by yeah. looking at it, okay, the last 10 years, there's been, I did my homework on this one. Last 10 years, uh, five quarterbacks have won the Rookie of the Year award. There's mm-hmm. one receiver and then four running backs. Um, I don't see a running back necessarily that I think is going to pop off for a huge Rookie of the Year type season. 
So we're yeah. looking at the quarterbacks. And out of the quarterbacks, there's only two that we know for sure are guaranteed to start week one. And that's mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally think the Jags, and, and I'll get into this big time on the AFC South episode, but I think I don't think Urban Meyer's offense is going to translate, especially year one in Jacksonville. I, I, yeah. And for the price you got to pay on Trevor Lawrence there, where it's three, only three to one odds, I'd much rather take Zach Wilson at more than double that. And I, I feel like that's a good value play. I see a scenario where he's throwing a lot. I think he has better weapons than Trevor Lawrence does with the signing of Corey Davis. And it's looking like him and Denzel Mims are looking pretty solid together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just going to have a chance to, like, I don't think they win a lot of games with him, but I think he puts up a lot of uh, numbers in that offense with them playing from behind and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think the what they're probably aiming for this season with, uh, you know, their issues on defense, the fact that they're going with a rookie quarterback, uh, you know, it's they're going to be looking for those. They just wanted to stay competitive. They want yeah. to make watchable games. They, but they're still probably looking at like, well, it's not four and twelve anymore. But they're still looking at they're looking at like a four or five, maybe six win season. I think. Well, okay, That's, so I'm looking here. Uh, normally, I've been doing the stuff from my bookie and stuff, but I'm a big fan of Circa Sports. Have you heard of the new Circa that opened up downtown here in Vegas? No. It's this huge big and dude. It's awesome because it's like it's funny to say this, but it's a 21 and over casino. Um. Yeah, you're like, aren't they all? But like, dude, like it's 21 and over just to enter the lobby. A kid can't okay. even be in the building at all. Like, you have to yeah. show ID just to even be <laughs> be near it. And so, because like I was on the strip a couple months ago, and like, dude, it is a nightmare with how many people like immediately after pandemic are just let's take the kids to Vegas, let's walk around with a toddler at 2 a.m. all night. It is disturbing, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. And so, uh, but. I digress. Um, no, I okay. So, uh, but circa, dude, it's amazing. And so they're offering basically three different win totals for each team this year. Okay. So there's like the basically your standard one. That's going to be the one that's in the middle, and then they'll let you mm-hmm. do it one game more, one game less, and the odds mm-hmm. change drastically. So for the Jets, uh, their their main over under is at six wins. Okay. That's what they're calling it at. That's where it's at minus 110 both ways. So that's where you put up 11 to win 10. Uh, and that, that goes both ways. But if you want, if you think the Jets, like we do, I, I agree with you, are, are looking at like a 4-13 and 13 type season, you go under five wins here, and that's plus 195. So that's almost two to one odds. Yeah. And I... I, I I, I can see taking both of those, taking it at six and at five, because yeah. at five, even if they go five and twelve there, that's a, it's not five and a half, so you would get a push, and you don't lose or you don't win. Yeah, it's hard to map it out. I mean, I'd have to look at their schedule more closely, but I feel like they're just a team of so much unknowns right now. Yeah, like I, uh, there's it's hard to. I I mean, I feel like it's right to see them in that scale between four and six. Seven would be surprising to me. Seven wins this year from the Jets. Would Big be time, and that's why if you if you wanted to do the seven under seven wins, which I think is a, is a clear lock, uh, that's minus two eighty. So you'd have to put up twenty eight dollars to win ten dollars for them to go under seven games. That's a that's a pretty steep yeah. price to pay for that. I think you're better off playing the six and the five there. You do a small yeah. one on each. I, I think that's kind of the move. Um, I mean, I'll give their division AFC and Super Bowl odds just for the fuck of it because 
This is a fun little <laughs> exercise. And Mike sure. Mike Holmes and I for the Big Twelve Big Ten episode. Uh, I, I mentioned that uh, we saw we were going to put a bet in on Rutgers because we just thought it was so funny that they're listed at two hundred to one, and a mm-hmm. lot of these other teams that are garbage in there in the Big Ten were listed at like twenty to one. It's like why is that such a big difference? It, it's worth it just to throw a small bet on them at two hundred to one. And uh, it, I went to a set different. I shopped around, which I encourage everybody to do. I'm giving you these prices and these numbers that I have. Look around. I mean, I, I want you guys to use my my bookie code, obviously. But more importantly, find the best line for the best bet that you can make. And I got, was able to get the fucking the Rutgers bet actually at two hundred and fifty to one instead of two hundred to one. So I was like, "Hey, I score." I mean, it's not it's gonna lose, but it's more fun to have the four dollars to win a thousand than the four dollars to win eight hundred. Um, yeah, but yeah, the Jets are at sixteen to one to win the division. That seems fucking absurd. It should be like thirty to one. Like, I, yeah. That is pretty generous. Uh, I mean, I, the only thing is, it's just I feel like there's just something about the Jets that uh, I, I can't. I, I mean, I feel no, that's not true. I do feel confident the Bills will sweep them. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like they just historically always play tough. I mean, I could I could see those games being closer than you would think, but uh, and may I bring in a defensive-minded head coach with Robert Soleil, who yeah, I I, I think he's got. Uh, like I, he could give them an edge. I do. I do think that you know he can come in there and really kind of give them give them something to give them a little chip on their shoulder. But for the AFC, they're at sixty-five to one. Yeah, <laughs> that seems right. And for the Super Bowl, they're at one hundred and twenty-five to one. So I don't recommend <laughs> I don't recommend putting any shares of those in your portfolio. But I do <laughs> like the under six and the under five. I think you get good value there because really. Uh, I just don't see them hitting a seventh win. I, I don't know. Seven and ten seems very... Yeah, that would be a big success for them. That would be... be a huge season for them. Yeah. Like, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I don't see it. I think... Yeah, I agree with you. I think six and five seems uh, pretty safe. Yeah, because especially the five with the almost two to one odds there. Yeah. You know, you, you if... Because even, even if they go five and twelve, okay, well, you hit the sixth one. But if they go four and thirteen or three and fourteen, if they're really bad, mm-hmm. you clean up there. That's a nice little fucking payday. Like, so. but I think the rest of the division is just too strong for them to be, you know, finding seven wins on the schedule. That it's just uh, that's true. I don't, I don't, that's true. Yeah, I don't yeah, see yeah. It in the cards because I think I think the AFC is looking at three teams with uh, double digit wins. Well, I am not sold on this next team up coming up here is the Miami Dolphins. Um, a lot of people. I don't know. I, I think their totals on here are way too high. I am not sold on Tua, though. I'll go on record with that. All right. Uh, I do like their defense. I just drafted their defense in my big fantasy football, uh, the Players' Championship thing, where I'm mm-hmm. playing competing for a half a million dollar grand prize. I took Ooh. their defense there. I like the, the potential of their defense, but yeah. I'm just not sold on Tua. Um, yeah. Their first-round pick, Jalen Waddles, are coming off an ankle injury in college and he's already yeah. tweaked it in training camp i just you know like i don't see where they drastically improve themselves from last year and you constantly got to be getting better in the nfl yeah i mean that's fair but they had uh they had, what 10 wins last year right uh yeah 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 I, so I, I can see it for a regression there i can yeah. easily see them Dropping three, you know, like going down to seven, being the seven and ten team. That would not surprise me at all. See, I see him as ten and seven, but 
but I could all, I mean, it's not impossible for me to see him going seven and 10, uh, or eight and nine. Eight and nine. nine and yeah, eight. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of variations of the season where it plays out where Tua doesn't get the job done. Yeah. There, there's a quarterback controversy by like week four, week five, or maybe a backup's looking a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in Will Fuller from Houston to kind of help stretch the field and be a, a deep threat. But I don't see Tua as a guy who can get the ball downfield. So, like, that's like wasted free agent dollar capital. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, mm-hmm. you're bringing in a guy that I don't think is going to be utilized properly. And so with Waddle hurt, and then with your first-round pick kind of hurt, too. Like, that's a lot of off-season investment in the wide receiver position that you might not see that much of a return on this year. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think they're – I. I don't see them getting worse. I could see a bit of a regression in, in where you know in what you're saying, but I I I still think that they are going to be well coached. I think they're going to. I mean, Brian, Brian Flores is a great coach, so they do got that yeah. going for them. Um, I just think they'll be they'll be a tough team to beat. I think they'll they'll be giving. It's going to be between. I think the Bills are going to run away with the division, but uh, it's going to be you know maybe close for a second. With uh, Miami yeah. and New England, I def I, I 100% agree. I just think I think the Bills might run away with it so hard, where they sweep the division, go six to zero against everybody. Maybe they drop that last game against the Jets in Week 18, like you're saying, if they're benching, resting everybody, and just kind of gearing up for the playoffs. You know, I, that that one it's a, but like I, I'm not gonna really count that as a fucking loss. You know, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so get, I'm gonna get into the Dolphins numbers here. So for the the regular numbers at nine. All right, and if you want over nine wins, it's minus one twenty-five. So Vegas is agreeing with you here. Vegas is basically saying they're a favorite to win ten games. Uh, over minus one twenty-five, under plus one hundred five. This is one of the few bets I've already gotten in, like before I even did the show. Because I'm, I'm usually doing a better two per episode that uh, I, I call out on here just to you know keep it interesting. But I've already got that Zach Wilson rookie of the year, and I already got a lot of action on this division. So I am doing under on. At plus 105. Uh, I'm also doing under eight with them. Hmm. And that's wow. at plus 220. I'm not necessarily thinking that's going to hit, but I want a little piece of that. I, I that's, some, that's some juicy odds, especially when there's no half game there where I have a chance to push it. Or there's, there's a lot of situations. I can see two of flat out taking and then being a 5-12 and 12 team. I mean, I'd love to see it. That would be I, – I have no love for the Dolphins. So, I mean, that would be kind of great uh, to see it being more of, like, the Dolphins and the Jets fighting each other to stay out of last place. That, see, I, I, there's a variation of the season, like, a few where I, I can see that happening. I just, I'm not – like, I, here's my thing with two. Um, okay, I, I often don't like left-handed quarterbacks unless it's, like, fucking Steve Young. Because yeah. coordinators kind of have to restructure a lot of what they do with the rollouts and protections. And some of it's subtle, but, you know, a lot of guys get set in their ways. You know, you, you're kind of having to reverse your whole offense. So I'm not yeah. I'm not so huge on that. Um, and r- certain wide receivers get more comfortable playing on one side of the field or the other kind of thing. You know, I just. Sure. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm not so about, like, I don't like quarterbacks from, like, the big schools like Alabama for the most part. Clemson or USC back during the Pete Carroll years. Cause these teams are just loaded with all Americans at every position. Right. And it makes these quarterbacks look really good when they have a fucking NFL offensive line blocking for them and NFL receivers. And I mm-hmm. always bring up Johnny Manziel with this. 
because they had right. two fucking offensive tackles on that team that were first round picks and Mike Evans. And mm-hmm. dude, yeah, those guys made Johnny Manziel look so good in college, but yeah. he could not get it done in the NFL. He just was, right. Like we we saw what happened. The guy was a fucking train wreck. Yeah. And so like I'm not a, I'm never I'm not like same with Mac Jones with the Patriots. I, I think you're lucky as a fan that you get fucking two Alabama quarterbacks in that division that are used <laughs> to getting everything handed to them on a silver platter, and now they're yeah. going to face the like cruel reality of the NFL where you know every everybody was an All American in college. You know everybody right. was a dope. Like um, so yeah I uh, the over under ten uh, the over is at plus one eighty and under at minus two ten. I think that's that could be a funny way to play it too. Is also take them over ten, where it's like there's either a scenario where everything breaks right and they hit that, or everything collapses and you hit it the other way, like mm-hmm. kind of an insurance policy. But I'm not a big on the insurance hedging over here. Uh, I am calling this series my August football hedge fund series, because we are <laughs> we are giving people bets for their portfolio to that uh, we're hoping will profit them at the end of the year, but. <laughs> so yeah, I I did get it on the Dolphins under nine and eight um, for the reasons why I laid out. So that these are that and the Zach Wilson are basically the picks I'm doing in this division for myself for personal bets. I don't know if there's too much more, but uh, okay. So and, for, and what was it again for the uh, above nine? Above nine was minus one twenty five. So you got to put up twelve fifty to win ten bucks. Got it. Yeah. Whereas. Uh, yeah, it's under is plus one hundred five. So, and I, I mean, they could be good. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I, I like your I like your vision of this. Uh, I'd much rather that be the case. Uh, I hope you're right. Yeah, I just like here's another thing about them too is last year they led the league in defensive touchdowns, and they mm-hmm. won a lot of close games with those. And there's yeah, bound to be regret. Yeah, that's exactly like that's that's gonna be a really hard thing to carry over. I like, yeah. I, I took them in fantasy, even though like. I think that number is going down. Like, I think they could be a better defense than they were last year, but the defense doesn't win as many games for them because they're not taking it to the house. Like, that's a, that's a, I think that should be a kind of a concern if you're a Dolphins fan, that they kind of walked on water a few games last year. And that people get released. I think in, in general on a lot of these teams, the under is pretty good because a lot of these lines I feel like are inflated because the NFL has so many fans – where these fans for these teams are just driving them all up. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're good, their teams are going to be good. So everybody's taking the over on all their teams. So Yeah, that's true. But Dolphins win the division is a plus 350. So if you put down 10 bucks, you win 35. I do not think that's worth it at all. Because I, I just, I don't see yeah. them getting near the top of the division. Uh, to win the AFC at 16 to 1, way too low there. I don't know. It's got to be like, some billionaire Dolphins fan threw down like, a, <laughs> like a, a massive bet on them, and that's why they had to put the odds this low. That's the only thing I can think of on this, dude. Um, and a Super Bowl thirty to one, which, like, dude, I, I guess I, I'd rather set yeah. my money on fire than get thirty to one odds on the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, those are pretty generous. Uh, uh, yeah, don't and, see it. And like, kind of like a big part of my strategy is kind of fade the public. And so those mm-hmm. lines there are telling us the public's all over the Dolphins this year in a lot of ways. Like it's keeping those lines a little low. So let's let's buck the, the public here. Let's uh, yeah. 
And also, I don't. I'm trying not to give out too many ju- favorites. I'm trying to get more juicy. Like that's why my Rutgers uh, to win the <laughs> Big Ten championship because. I'm going to look like a genius with all the sound bites of that. <laughs> but, okay. I like the long shot. Next, we got uh, the Patriots. Uh, they're basically kind of basically in that same exact range as the Dolphins, with the exception of they're at nine and a half. Uh, nine and a half is the main over under. Mm-hmm. Um, to go over, it's at plus 110. To go under, it's minus 130. So. I mean, it's funny to think that a Bill Belichick team—they're basically saying they're they're an underdog to win double digits. Yeah, which that is surprising uh, because I feel like double digits will be a lock for them. Yeah, so I mean, dude, if if you really like that, you can also go ten and a half. I mean, here's the thing: is there's that half game with these guys. So for the right, do they go eleven and six? That's really tough. But if you think they can, it's a plus two hundred five there to go over. That's that's a nice two to over two to one payday there. Um, yeah, and the the under on that would be minus two forty. So I definitely would not be putting that much juice for them to go under there. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I also see them as more of like a ten and seven, uh, uh, or I guess I, you know it it is it is strange to think about a Belichick team going nine and eight. Nine, uh, yeah. It's just weird to say that till. <laughs> I know it still feel it just feels wrong. I, I'm sure it'll get more comfortable as the season you know, happens. Yeah. But, uh, just, but right now it's just like, that's stupid. Why would it, why would any team go nine? And one ridiculous. thing to remember with, this, the playoffs. Uh, with the season two is all the AFC teams are playing nine home games. All the NFC teams are playing nine home, or eight home games mm. just for the competitive balance for conference seedings. Gotcha. And then so they flip that each they'll year. They'll flip that each year. Yeah. So that's how that's going to go down. Um, just something to keep an eye on. So these, so when you're looking, when we're handicapping this AFC division here, keep in mind all these teams have that extra home game versus right. But yeah, at a certain point when you, I mean, when you're looking at all within the same division, they're all playing each other, so it really doesn't like. I'm not sure. I got uh, what was it? Oh, for eight and a half, the over eight and a half wins is at minus one eighty five. So you got to lay some juice there. So mm. that seems like kind of a lock. Um, under eight and a half is at plus one sixty. Is there a version of the season where can't, Ham Newton comes in, he's awful, I can see that, right, you know, mm-hmm. and then Mac Jones comes in, and he isn't much better. Right. Yeah, you could see them, I mean, that seems more likely than not, frankly, that they're going to have quarterback trouble, but it's still Belichick, it's still... They're going to have that, yeah, they're going to have that They're going to find a way, they're going to have the defense, and then they'll find stupid ways to make it work. Now, uh, for fan- I don't know if it. Yeah, go ahead. For fantasy purposes, I really like their running backs this year, which is normally a kiss of death. Taking, if, as you know, with fantasy football, Patriots running backs are. It's, yeah, it's usually imp- stay away. Yeah, it's impossible to predict. But they made it pretty clear that Damian Harris is going to get the bulk of the carries in this offense, and yeah. the, the rookie Ramondre Stevenson as a he's a two hundred sixty pound fucking bruiser that can catch it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like both those guys. I took Henderson. I taken Harrison a few of my drafts. He's usually going around the ninth or tenth round because of the stigma against Patriots running backs. But right. they probably are going to split a lot of time. They they will. Yeah, but I'm doing a lot of best ball drafts. Have you ever done best ball drafts? No. So you just draft it and forget it, and each week you get the points for your highest guy at each position. Okay. So you don't really you don't set your lineup. Like you don't have to worry about uh, having a good guy on the bench. Like you'll just get that guy's points if someone blows up. And so okay. I, I kind of like cool. taking Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. If you can get him in, like, the ninth round 
in the yeah. 16th, 17th round, taking these yeah. two Patriots running backs for you, you, you know, you're going to want to have a few running backs in this thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, I, mean, I, I, there's, there's dumber ways to spend those kind of draft picks in those rounds. And yeah. Yeah. Cause they're going to have some big days. Like it's not, I don't, they're not going to be getting points from the quarterback. I really I think. think that Stevenson really reminds me of LeGarrette Blunt. And we yeah. saw what happened with him, where even as a part-time player, he had, he had like what, like seventeen touchdowns that one year, <laughs> like, right? Like, mm-hmm. and if Cam New, and especially if Cam Newton loses the job to Mac Jones, that's a lot of goal line carries coming away from Cam. Because a lot of times you're just sneaking in with Cam. Good point. But now Mac Jones is going to be turned around, either handing it off or they're at least going to try and you know draw the play fake or whatever. So I, I think there's some value in in Patriots running backs. Just and I, I can't believe I'm fucking saying that, but it's just because it's become such a stigma for so long. I, I feel like they're going to be more of a run oriented team, no matter who's the quarterback. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, in my mind, I've got both the Dolphins and the Patriots at ten and seven. They get there in different ways, but that's kind of where I see that, them landing. So, I mean, having them having them start at nine, I guess, is like about right. Yeah, and that's about what the book's saying here with these guys, you know, having them at nine, over under at nine and nine and a half, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. that's right where they have the odds have them. So I mean, makes total sense. So uh, they're a little bit less than uh, the Dolphins on the division and AFC and Super Bowl odds, and I see that because dude, Bill Belichick automatically gives you a few extra knocks down yeah, on your odds. Sense. Like yeah, yeah. So they're at plus three hundred, so straight three to one shot to win the division. Plus eleven hundred, eleven to one to win the AFC, and twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. I would stay away from all of those. I I, yeah. I, don't, I don't see any value in that. Um, yeah, yeah, not gonna happen. But uh, you know, what? I'm with you on this. I do like them um, over nine and a half wins at plus one ten. No, it's at plus one ten. So yeah, you, you put down ten, you get eleven bucks back. That's dude. If you you tell me, I'm gonna get positive juice. On a Bill Belichick team winning ten games, that, mm-hmm. that seems like money in the bank. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I it because otherwise it's like then maybe it's the opposite of what you're thinking with the Dolphins, where yeah. Tua has a great season, uh, you know, and the Dolphins end up at uh, eleven and six. Is that right? Ten yeah, and seven, yeah, yeah. eleven and six. Yeah, yeah, it'll be eleven. Uh, six. Yeah, so it's, it's so dude, again, it's still it's just like is that <laughs> it's just, possible. It's so How foreign, dude. Yeah. But uh, I kind of put the cap there. So yeah, I see them between I see them between eight and eleven wins. Personally, the uh, the Patriots. Yeah, I, I think that's very fair. Yeah, I I don't see them losing more than eight games. That that would be a ugly season for them. Right? Yeah. It's just I I don't know I and I like some of their moves in the off season too with getting Hunter Henry and Jonas Smith to upgrade that tight end yep. position. Yeah, uh, the Hunter Henry I think especially acquisition huge. Yeah, that's a that's a good pass catcher there. Jonas Smith's a good red zone target and help, it could really help with that running game and in, in with his blocking. So, mm-hmm. uh, what's the other guy I like on that team? Uh, oh, Jacoby Myers, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I he's another one of those guys in fantasy where. Dude, you can get him in like the 14th, 15th round, and there's a good chance he's their number one receiver at the end of the year. Yeah. Like, yep. There's a really good chance he leads the team in targets. And, uh, fantasy football production is all about targets, fair. It's, yeah, and you can so, definitely see that. 
Like you could definitely get a bargain basement there. So I do think I think uh, I'm trying to give a positive on each team. The best positive I'm going to give on the Patriots right now is I think they have a lot of fantasy potential in that lineup. It might not translate to like playoff success or anything, but they have yeah. a lot of fantasy potential on that team. So. Yeah, I like the guys you've identified too. I think, uh, and you know, the Patriots defense, I feel like, is always like a pretty solid choice and will oh, yeah. remain a solid choice. Oh yeah, uh, especially when you get the games against the the Jets and the Dolphins and, and, and the Jets. Yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then you yeah. got then you got your boys coming yes. in here, um, and you got the big boys, dude. Uh, I I would say you, you know this is an exciting time to be for the Bills Mafia. Um, my buddy Ben Pertle, who listens to the show, is a big Bills fan, so shout out to you, Ben. Uh, Hell yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is exciting. I'm, I can't wait till it actually starts, because like I said at the beginning, like, there's just, like, been, like, the off-season drama, and nothing super exciting, you know, there wasn't, like, they made some good moves, but they're all, they're all kind of small moves. They, they made, they got a couple of new receivers that I'm excited about, uh, but, uh, you know, it's yeah. still about Stefan Diggs, and, for now, Cole Beasley. And you know, that's uh, what's funny about Cole Beasley here is being this fucking jackass because it's just like, dude, you're replaceable. Like, very. <laughs> and I like him. I really like him on the field. So it's, like, super disheartening also that he's, like, now, Sean he's Green, going to die on this hill. Sean Green, who's going to be on the next episode doing the NFC East with me, um, he swears that the Bills are going to pick up Zach Ertz from the Eagles in a trade. I mean, I feel like I've heard that rumor for how long now? That one just keeps <laughs> it's seeming it's like... Since the off-season off started, right? <laughs> I feel like even last year I was hearing this. Like, It's just like this this carrot that's like, yeah, it would be great. The Bills could use him. You could, it, it's so easy to see how that would be such a good fit. Yeah, he'd, fit in, uh, he'd fit in amazing there. Like, uh, it'd be a perfect fit. Um, you know, he's a better version of what we have. Yeah. And our tight ends are okay, but... I would say that's the one weakness of this offense. Yeah. I also wish we had done more with. I mean, I, I, I like um, I like our running backs, but could have used more. Could just overall. I mean, but they're coming in with like largely offensively. I mean, really on both sides of the ball, they're coming in with like largely the same roster that they had last year. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of just continuity there, and and just like hoping to see these guys gel even further. And and that's the, a big key too, especially when you have a young quarterback like Allen. And, and as I was saying, how I don't like Alabama quarterbacks. You gotta love Josh Allen. Dude comes out of fucking Wyoming. Right, like, like, dude. Is, when like, he was drafted, I was so sure. I was so sure it was the worst possible thing they could have done. I was like, "Oh, this is such a bust. This is how could you do this?" Especially when you had uh, Josh, uh, Josh Rosen. Rosen, and I'm right a big there, UCLA who, fan, and I knew he wasn't going to work out in the NFL. Oh, really? I just I bought into was, the hype. He was hurt a lot at UCLA, yeah. and I'm like, if you can't make it through a full college season, those hits are mm-hmm. only more tougher in the NFL. Like, yeah. It's just, I thought I think he's talented. They could have made. Yeah, I think he's talented, but it's just like, dude, Josh Allen. Like, I, I love guys like that from small schools. Like, I mean, I'm a big Steelers fan, and Bills play Steelers Week One. But yeah, like Big Ben, dude, when he was coming out of college, I love that pick because a guy out of Miami of Ohio really has to be good with a Miami mm-hmm. of Ohio offensive line and receivers. <laughs> like, you really have to be good if you're coming from Wyoming. Like, I mean, they're not horrible, but like. He, and, and they're better now because Josh Allen straight up built that fucking program. Like, he made them yeah. competitive. Right. And it, it made people want to go there. It made them a viable recruiting option. Like Now he's doing the same in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean getting Stephon Diggs is in part because he knows that Josh Allen is there. Yeah. I mean, he, he, the numbers are going to be there. Dude. And, uh, yeah. and with, with Allen, too, he was the number one overall fantasy quarterback last year. 
And he wow. he brings such a fucking huge upside with his rushing ability. That's why now with the Bills, uh, one thing I, I would say is I'd stay away from the running backs in fantasy for the most part. I like yeah. both of them, but it's yeah. just a weird workload. And you yeah. factor in that once you get inside the five-yard line, they're going to run it in with Allen quite a bit. That yeah. it makes their value go down because they're not going to get. But in terms of football production, they're great. They help you win games. They're just not going to. I really win. like Zach Moss. I mean, I do. A, too. Yeah. Uh, just that you know, I, I mean, like I said, I like them both. I, I like their backfield just fine. Uh, Devin Singletary is like, but yeah, it's it's hard with like from a fantasy perspective because, but you know, the thing I want to see is they have Singletary catching more, and hopefully that is something that they, you know build on this year because there was I, I, I forget what his numbers were last year in terms of receptions but he seems like a back you could use a lot more like uh like what they were doing with Shady McCoy uh you know I, yeah. I feel like uh some of those plays let's dust them off get them out there and uh you know well especially if Cole Beasley is going to be an issue and if he's not going to be around or something like that during the season I would like to see them yeah. find a way to get both Moss and Singletary on the field at the same time and if, if you yeah. flex one out into the slot, you know, it's create exactly mismatches it. all over the field and stuff. Yeah, I, I really like that idea. Like, yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're such a fast offense, and, he's, and that's like, you know, yeah. Singletary, you know, he's, he's a speedy guy. Uh, and that with Diggs and – yeah, man, I mean, I hope Sean Green's right. Ertz would complete it. Ertz would be fantastic. I do think Ertz uh, would also be a good fit in, with the Colts because Frank Reich sure. and yeah. Carson Wentz now, like – there's a lot of familiarity there, but I think Ertz doesn't want to go to the Colts and help them try and rebuild. Yeah. Or, you know, build, build up. Cause the Colts are still a few players away. Bills are ready to win now. Like Zach Ertz could be the piece that puts the bills into the Super Bowl. I, I, I agree. I, I truly agree. I, I think they are like a piece away, a Zach Ertz shaped piece away. Um, you know, He's on the block. You know, People you know, are inquiring, why not the Bills? Hey, you know who, Again, he just you just slide him right in, and it, it would just be. You know, who's another tight end. I think they could target because I think he's kind of fallen out of favor in Tampa. Is OJ Howard? Oh sure, and I yeah, think a cha- I would also take OJ Howard. I think a change of scenery and just getting his athleticism because he would be an upgrade over what they have already. It doesn't. See, that's the thing with the Bills' offense. It wouldn't take much to be an upgrade at tight end, and now you're yeah. that much more dynamic. Yeah, like, and uh, that's not too much of a knock on Knox, Dawson Knox, the, no. the tight end. He's fine, but he's that's all he is. Is he's he's fine. Yeah, he's he's uh, serviceable, you know, and that's right. that's good. You know, it's good. Yeah. But I mean, you look at around of the league, you know, and a lot of these teams, like we were just saying with the Patriots. I mean, they have two pretty good tight ends. You know, mm-hmm. more and more teams are going to that double tight end look. Um, yeah. Uh, my Steelers just drafted the big dude, Pat Freermuth. I'm going to be saying that name a lot this season because Pat Freermuth is a great name for a ti- for a big ti- like huge blocking tight end with some some receiving ability out of Penn just State. Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, dude. I mean, he just looks like a big. He looks like like if he had played like 20 years ago, he definitely would have had the big ass neck roll. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see enough of those anymore. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I I would definitely be rocking the neck roll if I was in the NFL, bro. Like, yeah. With the big, just the biggest one, too. Just yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, like, almost over your head. Yeah, where it's, like, yeah, it's, like, popping up over the helmet. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're carrying a car seat. Uh, <laughs> Looks like you're on a backpacking trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just hiking through the field. It's, uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'll say I see the Bills being... I don't think it's crazy to be hoping for fourteen and three. No, I, I, I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, 
Well, let's get into it because they, they the main numbers that line it over or under at eleven, which I really like the over there. Yeah, dude, like yeah, five, five, I think five loss. I think I, I yeah, I think you're right. You're like I think they're like a thirteen and fourteen probably. Yeah, you know? I, that's where I see it. I I I feel like eleven wins would be disappointing. I feel like it's got to be twelve or more. Yeah, and at, so tw- so they have twelve over twelve is at plus one eighty. Put ten to win eighteen. Yeah. I think that's a fucking great bet right there. Yeah. Um. Uh. Under twelve is at minus two ten. So they're 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 very strong that this is going to go under. I don't know. And to me, dude, to what I was saying is. Like I, I'm a lot lower on the Dolphins, so by being yeah. a lot lower on the Dolphins, and I, I'm, I agree with about where the Patriots and the Jets both are. So if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I agree with where those are, and I'm low on the Dolphins. That means I have to be very high on the Bills mathematically, or the numbers don't work it's out. True. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, your vision of the season is great. That there's a quarterback controversy, and the and the. Uh, the, the Patriots just spin their wheels, that the Dolphins kind of, like, just fizzle out, that the Jets, uh, you know... I, I think the Jets look like... Maybe they, they show a flash and it looks like they're going to be something in a year or two, but... Right, you, it'll be something where, like, like the Jets fans are, like, okay, there's a lot to build on. Yeah. You know, they're going to be thinking like dude, that. Dude, because I do believe in Zach Will. Like, dude, did you watch him play last year at all at BYU? Yeah, I caught a little bit, and, uh, yeah, that's why I'm, like... I, I could see them going up to. I could see them going up to seven wins. Two of his uh, receivers were Mitt Romney's nephews. Now, oh, Romney Jesus. family doesn't scream athleticism to me. No, it doesn't. Uh... <laughs> so having, dude, wow. being able to throw to a guy like Corey Davis and, uh, you know, Crowder's another guy in the Jets. I kind of mm-hmm. like for fan- fantasy perspective. He's going really, really late, and yeah, he's a steady wide receiver. He gets the job done. Um, okay, so yeah, Bills. Uh, the over under twelve is at over plus one eighty under minus two ten. Eleven is at over minus one twenty under even, and then for ten wins over is minus two sixty under is plus two twenty. I would stay away from that one completely because they're going to go far over ten wins. There's no reason paying that juice. I really like the over eleven there. I don't mind paying that yeah. minus one twenty to go over eleven. Um, I think worst case scenario they're in eleven sixteen and you push. Yeah. That. That's yep, absolute worst case scenario. Um, for the division, minus one fifty. So you put up fifteen to win ten. That seems like the safest bet on this board, dude. Yeah, but I just, I, I'm just, I don't see it from. I don't see the, the Patriots or Dolphins really challenging them too hard. The only way is if it's like injuries, you know. Yeah, if like, Allen and Diggs go down, then you're in big trouble. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's the Allen and Diggs show. Uh, and and everybody else is you know playing a playing a supporting role here. But, but and, and, you know even if you, you, that happens and you have a big bet on them to win the division, you could just start fucking petting against them each week at that point. You yeah, know? That's true. like I mean, that's you can true. make that money back. So I, I think it's pretty safe to just fucking back the Briggs truck up on the Bills to win the division at minus one fifty. <laughs> like I I just I don't see those teams challenging. I think it's embarrassing that the Dolphins almost have the same odds as the Patriots. Like, I know you think they're about similar, but I, I, I just don't know about Tua, man. Like, yeah, dude, because like well, you convinced me, I got to put money down on the Bills to win the division this year. That is a good like. Yeah. Gotta do that. Yeah. Well, like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, use my my dot ag promo code lsh, and uh, right. you'll get a fee fifty percent on there. Uh, kickback. So all is fair in love and war. But uh, no, dude, like. 
I don't know, like, uh, oh, so the Bills are minus 150 there to win the AFC at plus 600. I love that. They're the second-ranked team behind the uh, the Chiefs. And if the Chiefs are at, like, a 3-1 to one yeah. or 2-1 to one or whatever, I love the Bills at 6-1 to one to win the AFC. I think that's a fantastic bet right there. Yeah, it's I, – I wonder. I, I feel like – I mean, there's just some, you know – they have to play like the games. You put twenty. I, I, I feel like the, it's going to be a repeat of what happened last year. I think it's going to be the Bills and the Chiefs again in the championship game, and again the Chiefs will win. Well, I, here's the thing, though: if you think that's the case, then going into that game, the Bills would not be a six to one underdog to the Chiefs in the championship game, right? There's no yeah. fucking way. So that's a good value then to get them at six yeah. to one, have a chance to win that kind of a big of a payday. Because yeah. technically, if you want to handicap that, you can always bet again. Take the Chiefs to in the actual championship game and bet the amount. So you're, you're going to just, and just bet the amount of the ticket you have on the Bills. So you're either going to break even or you're going to hit six to one. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's a that's a savvy way to play it. Eleven to one for the Super Bowl for the Bills. I think that seems a little high. I think that should be probably more in the eight to one range. To be honest, appreciate it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. But see, that's again where I'm looking at this just just from this division's perspective. Where I don't think the Patriots and Dolphins at 21 to 30 to one for the Super Bowl. I think that's absurd. Right. Like, like I think the the Bills are so much better than those teams, and the fact that like they're more like they have way more than a. Okay, the odds are on the Patriots against the versus the Bills is double the odds, and I think it should be at least like quadruple the odds. I, I don't. I don't think that should be that close between those two teams, odds wise. Um, no, I, I mean, I, but I think this should be one of the more entertaining divisions this year. There's some fun storylines with it. Like, uh, also, have you seen Zach Wilson's mom? <laughs> uh, I have not, dude. She is incredibly smoking hot. His dad owns like Jet Blue or some shit. Oh Jesus! So yeah, he, like, he comes from uh, great. Big money. I mean, that's why he played with the Romney boys over at PYU. Yeah. Uh, but no, the yeah. guy, the guy is a gamer. I'll, I'll give it to him, man. He made yeah. some throws on the run last year at BYU that I don't think even like Russell Wilson can make. Like he can make throws that not many guys can make. And yeah, uh, I, I think he's. Dude, I I I love that pick for him for rookie of the year. I'm not seeing like because you look at like the other top rookies on offense, right? Uh, Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts. I dude. You know, the only uh, rookie tight end in history, there's only one to go over 1,000 yards. You know who that is? No. Mike Ditka in 1961. No kidding. Yeah. And yeah. They, they did not throw much back then. But, yeah, uh, big rookie season from a tight end is almost is a very big anomaly. The last good one was Jeremy Shockey for the Giants. And Man, Gronk was pretty good, but Gronk only had like four. He had like 12 touchdowns or something like that, 10 mm-hmm. touchdowns. But he only had like forty-five catches. Like he he was split in time with Aaron Hernandez. He hadn't yeah. become Gronk yet. He showed he looked great and he was great, but he yeah. didn't have that that huge workload that these other guys get. So yeah, yeah Kyle Pitts. I I don't see that happening. Um, on the running back side, I do like kind of a long shot. Uh, Javante Williams, the running back from the, the rookie running back from the Broncos. Like they traded up to get him early in the second round. Anytime you do that, that means you're going to use the guy. Like, you're not doing that to, to keep that guy on the bench. And he's one of those guys that's like 5'10", 225, like really shifty, 
but he can bowl guys over too with crazy speed and good hands. Check out his highlights from North Carolina last year. He was an absolute beast. And the, the Jets have the other running back from North Carolina last year. They they had a really good two running back system where uh, with Javante Williams and the Michael Carter who went to the Jets. So I think both those guys are guys to keep an eye on. But I think Zach Wilson's the guy for the rookie of the year. Like it just, I can see it because and I think Trey Lance could be really good in San Francisco. I think Shanahan ha- has a trick up his, or two up his sleeve with with that, but. If they're going to start the season with Jimmy G, I don't see him getting in there until like week five probably or week six. Yeah. I think is when their bye week is, so it might yeah. not be till after that. So that guy's not winning rookie of the year in ten, eleven starts or whatever. No, I yeah, I don't think so. I mean, of the quarterbacks, I would tend to agree. It's just you never know who's going to break out. Uh, you know. Yeah, you can always have I some Alvin Kamara running back from the sixth round that just goes off or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. You 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 know they. There's only so much you can kind of, but yeah, I, I that feels accurate to me. Yeah, it's seven to one. I really like that, and I think the Jets are going to be playing catch up this year too. And so he's going to have a chance mm-hmm. to pile up numbers in blowouts where it's like meaningless situations. But at the end yeah. of the year, everyone's going to look up and be like, "Oh shit, he threw for almost four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns or whatever." Right. Like, oh. Yeah. There was also like twenty five interceptions. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know who has the rookie record for interceptions? Is it Peyton Manning? Yes, it is. Yeah, he had like twenty-seven okay. or twenty-eight or whatever. I remember. I remember he, he had like sort of a rocky start in that because he he started his career in the same division as the AFC East. Yeah. Before they realigned it, he was uh, in the Bills. It, uh, he played against the Bills his rookie year. Uh, it was during the Doug Flutie, Rob Johnson controversy, uh, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, something like that. Remember the old division alignment where like the old NFC West was like New Orleans, Atlanta. <laughs> all these, like, mm-hmm. Atlanta's literally named after the Atlantic Ocean, basically. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have them in the West, dude? <laughs> That's funny. Like, man, like, it's just it's so absurd. Uh, Eddie, anything? Uh, who do you think would be the best? I think, uh, well, I, uh, <laughs> no, I'm it? trying to think of Bill. You know, if, if you got a coach of the year winner coming out of here, but we'll see. Like, you never know with Coach of the Year. It's probably going to be like, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think of uh, Allen's chances to win MVP? Dude, I saw him at like 8-1 to one or whatever, and I like that a lot. I think mm-hmm. that could be I, – I definitely – I mean, definitely want to get that. I currently have a bet on Russell Wilson to win MVP at 10-1. to one. Okay. Because he's been really close the last kind of few years. Like last year, he started off crazy hot. He was the MVP after like seven weeks last year, and then yeah. he kind of had struggled in the second half of the season. But uh, I think they have enough weapons with the Seahawks. But here's the thing: is the media loves a narrative with MVP, and so this guy who's been putting the team on his back for the last few years, but hasn't won yeah. an MVP yet, I could yeah. see that developing and him and him being the guy there. Like Ryan Kramer yeah. kind of turned me on to that that idea. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, like, there's a lot of versions of that where Russ does really, you know, is that guy from the first half of last season. And if his number, if like him, Rodgers, Allen, Lamar Jackson, I can see all those guys having huge years with around similar numbers. But mm-hmm. let's just say the Seahawks go 13 and four there. I could see them mm-hmm. throwing it his way. Like, Yeah. Yeah. That's logical. But let me, let me take a look at where Allen's MVP odds are right now, because uh, I want to say they... I was like, like, at first I thought I saw him earlier at like fifteen to one, and I was oh. like, oh, I'm all over that. Like, yeah. 
But then they, they've uh, they've gone down. I think people are hopping on, realizing because dude, Alan could too. Like dude, like and, and you're gonna love hearing this, but I think there's a version where he throws for like 40 touchdowns and runs for 12. Good gravy. Like he could he could definitely. It's pull. not impossible. Yeah, it's not impossible. It sounds ridiculous. Again, it sounds like saying ten and seven or like uh, thirteen and four. It, <laughs> it sounds wrong. It sounds stupid. Like you're just like, yeah, he's going to get like a million bazillion touchdowns, uh, <laughs> and like negative a hundred uh, interceptions. It's just going to be a magical season for the Bills. But it's not impossible. Uh, Forty and twelve. It's ridiculous. Uh, that would definitely be MVP caliber. But I, yeah, I mean, think. I could see Diggs having like fifteen on his own. Yeah. You know, I, like I hope so. I mean, it's. Uh, I I think he's a guy who just can't get enough targets. And have we talked? Have I we mentioned? Just to him constantly. Have we mentioned Gabe Davis much here? Because I, I really like you, dude. Yeah, I also like Gabriel Davis. Um. Yeah. Uh, I, I think pick he, up. He's one of those guys that because uh, what they replaced him. Uh, oh, and did they give it John Brown too? Or they had John Brown. John Brown is no with longer the Raiders with us. now. That's right. That's yeah, right. I love jo- Smoke Brown. Yeah, he was pretty solid. Okay, I'm looking up right now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's the the questions of uh, and yeah, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is uh, with us now. Oh um, yeah, dude, Josh Allen right now on my William Hill app is at ten to one, dude. I like that a lot, dude. That's a great for the MVP. That's a great bet, dude. Yeah, because you look at it, Mahomes is at five to one. Rodgers is at eight to one. You're going to really tell me with a straight face that uh, you're going to give me double the odds on Allen than Mahomes, where Mahomes really has a little bit more around him, and he's in the easier division, I think. So, because I'm not sold on the Raiders or the Broncos this year. I think the Broncos have a crazy amount of talent, but they need a quarterback. I don't know if Bridgewater or uh, um, who's the other guy? Drew Locke is necessarily going to be the guy there. But, yeah, Josh, dude, Josh Allen at 10-1. to 1, I'll get on that. You know what's an interesting one on here, too, is Lamar Jackson's at 18-1. to 1. Hmm. Yeah, that also seems like uh Well, and to, and to put that into perspective, too, Matthew Stafford's at 15-1. to 1. Do you really think Matthew Stafford's hmm. more likely to win the MVP this year than Here Lamar Jackson? Like, Yeah, that's, uh, that's another tempting one. Lamar Jackson, dude, that, there's a good chance. I mean, that guy goes for 3,000 yards in a... In a thousand yards rushing, like dude, like yeah. If he goes big on the touchdowns, and they upgraded their wide receiver position pretty big with Rashad Bateman, the rookie. Uh, I, dude, yeah, I. And I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm not. A, I, I hate the, the fact that that Lamar Jackson might be an MVP guy there. Um, if you're looking for a serious dark horse MVP, all right, let's let's, dude. Okay, here's one, and this is like ridiculous, but Kirk Cousins at fifty-five to one. No. Damn. Justin Jefferson's a beast. Dalvin Cook's a beast. There's a yeah. world where Kirk Cousins just goes off this year, and the Vikings have a big season. Yeah, absolutely. Jalen yeah, Hurts at seventy to one. I know Sean Green will be all over that one. I'll talk to him in the next episode. But well, Aaron Donald a thousand to one. When's the last time a def- only one defensive player I think mm. has won MVP? Lawrence Taylor in '86, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's probably not happening. It's going to be a quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think ja- Allen at 10-1 to 1 and uh, Jackson at 18-1 to 1 are probably the two best. On there. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind getting a piece of Justin Herbert at 20-1, to 1 too. 
the Chargers offense with Anthony Lynn no longer at the helm could be scary this year. And I will be doing the AFC West later in the week with Justin Decker. So everybody oh, nice. be coming yeah, with his uh, Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, thank you so much for doing this one, man. Uh, I, th- I think we got some good... Uh, Get some good insight into this one. I, I yeah, think... man. Uh, good to chat with you. I mean, I honestly, uh, you got to show me around uh, my bookie or, or mybookie.com or whatever. It's yeah, I'll to, send you. I'll send you the link, dude. These bets. And, yeah, uh... these seem these seem pretty appealing. I, yeah. I I put some money down last year uh, and won on betting them to win the division. Uh, so I I don't they don't have the win totals yet up on on my bookie, but they do have like. That's exactly where I pulled that Buffalo minus 150 for the division. So mm-hmm. oh, okay. that's like you can easily get in on that one. Uh, and not, I mean, I like, dude, I like them to win the AFC too this year. I think that you know the Chiefs, they, so. they totally restructured their offensive line. Uh, yeah, they upgraded their talent wise, but sometimes it takes it a line like a year or two to gel. The thing with the Chiefs is their defense. Uh, was already good, and it's just gotten better. And the Bills, I think the defense is still a little bit of a question mark. Uh, I think they're going to put up a lot of points, but there's still just like I'm still not in love with our linebacking. Uh, you know, there's 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 some questions on defense. I think for Buffalo that and they're going to look good against questionable quarterback play in the rest of the division. So yeah, like I mean, but sometimes you get on a roll with that kind of confidence, and it starts carrying it's over. It's totally true, and there's stars on defense. I mean, they've got great Tre'Davious White. They've got great players all over the field. They got you know maybe the best safety tandem in in football. I would say, uh, with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Um, I like Levi Wallace at the other cornerback position. I really like Davies White, dude. He's really good. Man. He's the best. He's so good. I mean, the pass, the pass defense is really – it's just the pass rush and the run defense. Those are kind of question marks for me that we'll see what happens. But here's the thing is, if you're if Josh Allen's going in there and dropping 30 on everybody, you don't have to worry about the rush defense. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, you know, you – I feel like in today's NFL, with the salary cap, you really have to pick what your weakness is going to be and build your team around your strengths. Kind of, you know, like yep. you're going to have a weakness somewhere. What, what, whether it is, it's just like, it's like if it is the run defense, okay, we're going to need to just score a shitload of points to make the other team not be able to run the ball too much on us. Like, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, uh, yeah. So this was great. Thanks dude, for uh, thanks for having me. I uh, yeah. So we are predicting the official show p- prediction for the AFC East is the Bills to win the AFC East championship. Um, hey, make, hey, hey, make sure you guys head over to my bookie, of course, and get in on this action, and uh, be subscribed to the Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/LuxStopsPod and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LuxStopsPod. And don't be shy about going over to iTunes and leaving a five-star review, dropping a comment. Uh, put, put your division picks, everybody, in the comments on iTunes, and I will read them on the show. So get a little bit more fan involvement there. So thank you so much, everybody, and thank you, Grant. And I'll see you all later in the week with Sean Green and Justin Decker. Bye-bye.